Hi, I'm Cody Elaine Oliver. I created the popular Black Love docuseries with my husband after seeing the lack of black people in media and entertainment in happy, loving relationships. We were actually being told there was a black marriage crisis. So I asked black people who were married what it takes to make their marriage work. And after more than 200 interviews, I've heard it all. So buckle up and enjoy getting the full story directly from the couples themselves. This is Black Love, The Interviews. Tommy and I sat down with Tia and Corey in 2015. Actually, it was January 2015 because Tommy and I were getting married in February. And we had known them each individually for a very long time. And so this was really just a fun interview for all four of us. And in addition to their playfulness, you can also tell that they were just so in love. After 15 years together, eight years married, and they only had one baby at the time. So they had they had certainly lived some marriage. But you don't need me to tell you the details. Listen in as Tia tells us how she and Corey first met. We have to be honest, there was there weren't any sparks right away. And I think for me, it was because I had just gotten out of a terrible, horrible, it wasn't even a relationship. You wanna say who? No. Oh my god. I know she's gonna say Um, no. So this it this was the first person that I had ever dated in my entire life. Um and this it was not a good relationship. So I was extremely guarded. I was like not wanting to date, do anything like that. But um, <laughs> my first impression of Corey, <laughs> we did this movie called Hollywood Horror. That's all I'm gonna say about that. Yeah. Um, and I remember looking at him and seeing the type of shoes he had on. They were terrible, they were horrible, and it was wardrobe. They were like the Birkenstocks. Like who puts a brother in Birkenstocks. It was a low budget movie. They gave me what they had in the, like size and 11. And I was like, what kind of, I was like, what kind truth, of shoes yeah. are you wearing? Do you remember that? When yeah, we were I remember that? that, yeah. Yep. I had the open toe sandals, no. my feet were out, <laughs> but I was just excited to be working. He was, yeah. he was, yep. That's That was the first time I met Mr. Hardrick. Yeah, it was the first time. I was like working with the girls from Sister Sister. Yeah. That was it, but they were really cool, and I was just kept my space, and um, I was just excited to be working. And then what happened was, was it I got off work, and I was trying, I was waiting for the bus mm-hmm. to get a ride home. I remember, and I was, it was very embarrassing, downtown LA, and um, um, I lived in Inglewood at the time mm-hmm. in a bad off area, Manchester. and I lived like off Hazel and La Brea, right by Manchester. Mm-hmm. And they saw me at the bus stop. That was the most embarrassing thing ever. <laughs> and they drove by. And, and then I remember like the, that way they waved kind of like, and I was like, damn, they caught. And I, I, I got to come back to work tomorrow and see them again. So I'm like, oh, man, Aww. forget it. So they pulled back and, you know, wanted to give me a ride. I was like, no. And then they did give me a ride. And, mm-hmm. you know, I felt like, oh, they're really cool. They took me all over to England. So that's how it kind of started the friendship a little bit. Yep. And then uh, towards the end of the movie, my sister and I, we were just turning, we were 20 at the time when we met and we were turning 21 and we had our kind of like big birthday bash and I didn't invite him. My sister was the one that invited she him. She liked me. So she'd be hating to this day because, you know. <laughs> She's going to kill you for that. Tia, Tia got a real one. So. Shut you know, up, Corey. <laughs> 
No, but Tamara had invited him to our birthday party. And I remember you even showed up with a girl. I too. sure did. Yeah, because I was a single man. I mean, yeah. I, you know. But I, he did. I will never forget this. I had a curl, this. everything. And I, I asked him, too. I said, the first thing that he did when he showed up at my birthday party or our birthday party was he said, where's your mom? I want to meet your mom. And I was like, okay, like, why do you want to meet my mom? And still, to the, you you told me that you just wanted to see what she looked like. Yeah, that was it. <laughs> I was like, I just okay. Want to see what her mom looked like. That was that was all. She was a beautiful chocolate lady, you know. Yeah. So. <laughs> and uh, she was real cool, and that was that was that. Then after the party, you got how did you how did you get my number? Was it from Tamara? Is that how you got my number? Because I, I never know. gave you my number. I, I think Tamira that. gave you my number for kind of like the party connections or something like that, right? I don't remember. I, but anyway, remember. the movie's over. I don't call him or anything. And he just starts calling me. And he's like, uh, I remember when he called me for the first few times I never, I, I didn't return his phone call. And like I said, because, you know, I just didn't really... I wasn't, my mind wasn't really to be in a relationship or part of a relationship or anything like that. I was hurt. But not only that, during this time, I was reading a book um, about relationships. And I said, the next time I get into a relationship, I want it to be a serious one. Um, and you say you prayed was, to God and you asked God? Yes. And then uh, and I, I called did. you some story. You were out eating. Oh, wait, no, that, no, that's another story. I'll tell awesome. you, I'll tell you okay. that. That's a good story. We've never told anybody that story. Yeah. Um, no, but it was a book about courting. And so it kind of just changed my whole perspective about dating and what dating was all about. Because like I said, for me, I wanted to date to get married. It wasn't about just hanging out, doing whatever, having fun, and that's it. If I was going to be seeing somebody, it was going to be something serious. Mm -hmm. So anyway, um, he had called me several times. And he was like, can't you call nobody? Can't you like, you know, talk to nobody? And I was like, this guy is like persistent. So I was like, okay, fine. I'm going to call him. And we just started talking on the phone. Just, you know, regular conversations. And then, this is so cool, actually. Then you just started to ask me out, you know, to hang yeah. out. And we all started hanging out um, together, like her, her sister one of my friends and we would go to the movies together you know we would go like where else would we go we there was this one time because like i said mm -hmm. I, I it was yeah. all about courting i was just very cautious i wanted to be you know and then not only that here i am i'm on sister sister and i was just very sensitive about that about just dating and stuff like that so there was this one time we all went out to eat at uh what was it the chinese uh was it pf chang in marina del rey no cheesecake oh, factory. Yeah. It was cheesecake factory. It was cheesecake factory. I know factory. what she's about to tell you right now. And so, like I said, we had been hanging out. Hanging my sister out. would hang out with me. My cousin would hang out with me. They would play basketball together. And then we all went to Cheesecake Factory. And yep. then on our way out, I was in the car with my sister. And yep. he was like, stop. All right, let me tell okay, you. you tell the story. Let me tell you what happened. <laughs> I got to say this. I remember we were leaving. And I was so embarrassed because I had bought us some flowers. I remember because I didn't have a lot of money. I'm gonna be honest. Mm -hmm. I, I don't remember even eating a lot that night. You know how you try to hide it when you, <laughs> you know, like the struggle, the struggle year when you get out here and you're like, no, I'm cool. I'll take a salad or somewhat. So I remember the dinner was over and they were leaving. They were getting in the car and I was like, I had flowers and I had them in a the trunk. Mm -hmm. I remember I had just got a Sebring, right? Mm -hmm. 
you know, like the old school Sebring. I thought, I, you know, it was a, it, it was my first car out here. And it it had was, a little hum to it, too. I had some beats in there and everything, but it was just kind of like, okay, I put the flowers in the trunk. I remember I bought them from um, I think Ralph's or something, but they were the nicest flowers from Ralph's you can get, right? So I had them in the trunk. <laughs> And they were then red. I remember. Roses. They were walking off, and I was so embarrassed because I was like, man, I don't want to give her these flowers in front of all her friends <laughs> and her family and her sister. I got to pop my trunk and give her flowers. <laughs> and what did I do, Tia? Did I say, um, I think I pulled you to the side, right? Yeah. I just said something like, come here, and I just mm-hmm. said, I'm going to do it because mm-hmm. I think you were going out of town. Okay. You were leaving or something. Uh-huh. And I said, I might not see her again. These flowers going to rot or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> And I remember me giving her the flowers and I opened the trunk and gave her the flowers and I was like so embarrassed and I was like, oh my gosh, she probably gonna never see me again. I, that was the corniest thing. But then I said, you it know what? wasn't. That was when my heart yeah. melted and I started to kind of like go, oh, this guy is different. Like this guy is amazing. Like he's so sweet and generous and kind and the gifts didn't stop flowing. What was cool too was even still to this day, he never just gives me a gift like on Valentine's Day or my birthday. He's always like showering me with gifts, you know, randomly. And then he had given me this G-Shock watch with a Cupid that would shoot out, you know, an arrow. Didn't I have a matching watch? Didn't I have a watch too? I don't, rem- I, don't re- I don't remember that. But I remember, cause it would light up in the dark. And I remember just being in, in the bathroom and just like, you know, just looking at this watch and just going like, oh my God, like, this is so cool. I'm like, you know, yeah. falling in love with this person. And then cut to, I remember we were, I had shot a movie. I was around 2021 and I was in, what was it? Uh, Canada shooting 17 again. And this yeah, is the story I that remember. we hadn't told anybody. Yeah. So after you had given me the flowers, this was the time that was I that had, time? yeah, I had uh, gone to, uh, Canada. Mm-hmm. So I remember there was this one time where I was that night, I was going to bed and my phone rang. And I said, whoever this is who's calling me, I'm going to marry them. She did tell me that. Yeah, just random. I was just like, whoever this is calling me. And you know, I didn't have guys calling me. I just didn't. I didn't know who was, you know, I just didn't know. And then it was Corey. And when I saw it, I was like, and she said, damn. <laughs> damn. No. What was it for me was I felt like um, she was a real great person. You know, she was honest and, you know, she loved the Lord. And I love God because I have a lot of faith. You know, I'm not like super, you know, religious spiritual or, or religious, but I know what, what, what got me to this point is, is God. So hands down. But she... You know, she was a great woman of uh, integrity, had a great heart. You know, she was beautiful and she cared about me. And she cared about me, the person. You know, I didn't have nothing like financial. Um, I would drive him all the time yeah, to. I had no Inglewood money. So it wasn't and... about it wasn't about money. She saw my heart and, mm-hmm. and um, that meant a lot to me. And she was down with me when she had everything, if, you know, whatever that means. But the most important thing is she had a great heart and she saw mine and she saw my uh, my potential as a person believed mm-hmm. in me and uh, so that meant everything to me and I was just like wow she's a real cool person and um, it, it was real from the beginning it wasn't like fake and I wasn't trying to sell a dream you know how somebody come up trying to match I wasn't doing none he of that he wasn't like that I didn't you know how there that. are some guys who always have and I know 
you know, for me, it's like if we would go out, you know, with people, there was always that loud guy that was always trying to get just a whole bunch of attention. And it was like, that wasn't Corey. Corey was just chill, laid back, really cool, shy. And I liked that about him. But when the spark started to happen for me, it was like I said, when Corey and I, we had went out on a date. Mm -hmm. um, and still to this day, I remember what I had on. I had on a uh, FUBU sneakers. Was it a black? Did you have an orange jacket? I had on, no, an orange, black, sweater orange sweater and black And black pants. tights. He had on an Allen Iverson. Iverson shirt. And I had an afro. Afro. I had an afro. Because I was you know, wearing braids and yeah. tootsies back then. And yeah. I was going to Pepperdine University at the time. So we yep. would always hang out at this uh, park in Calabasas. Mm -hmm. So Corey and I are just sitting there, you know, talking. Um, I don't know if it was my, my cousin, I think, was there too. He was playing basketball. Her cousin, who challenged me into a game of basketball. Yeah. And I whooped him every time. Okay. But what got me was we're just sitting and chilling and he asked me to kiss him. I asked for a kiss. He asked for a kiss. Like, who does My heart that? was pounding too. My, my thing was boom, boom, boom. And, and I when asked, he did I asked. that, I was like, I was like, this guy is so sweet. And his heart is a heart of gold and just amazing. And when he asked me for a kiss, that was like, you know, when a, a woman like kind of like just falls to her knees and just just take me, <laughs> you know, it was kind of like that. It was that moment for me. After that moment, Corey and I, we became boyfriend and girlfriend. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of like when it started. And I remember he had told me he loved me. I will never forget what I was wearing when you told me you loved me. I was wearing these blue overalls. And I remember when we were on the phone. Uh, we were talking and I was leaning up against the wall and it, ha it made a, my blue overalls made a little mark on the wall. I never washed that wall till the, we I've moved out, moved out of the house. I never washed because every single time I would look at that mark on the wall, I was like, that's when Corey told me that he was in love with me. Well, I'm going <laughs> to tell you this. Every Christmas or birthday, I felt the pressure mounting because she would look what? and... It wouldn't every be no Christmas, no, no, Corey? Well, no, 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 not every. Not true. I think the up until the last, maybe the last year, when she had a birthday. I think she was expecting like something. Last year, what? Uh, like before years, it happened, before yeah, we yeah. got engaged. Like year. Now, I remember. Six, I felt seven. the pressure, and we would on we would talk about it on the phone. She and she would throw little hints like you know, like like that. It's probably not gonna work out if he ain't trying to marry me. Like what are we doing? We just dating, and she don't date and. You know, and uh, so I was kind of like, man, you know, I have to marry her. But it wasn't like I didn't want to marry her. I just wasn't ready financially. I'll be honest. I, I felt like I was I was afraid. I was scared. I was just like, man, you know, this is um serious. But then I said, you know what? But I think we have Hold to on, bring. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> so I went back to my old saying of what brought me here. It, it, what brought me here was faith on that plane with seventy five dollars. And I said, oh, this okay. This is nice to know. We never said this. No, but so I said, well, you know what? Money's not everything, you know? And people think that it is, or that's what, you know, you get, you get fake people and fake friends and all that with money. But I said one thing. I said, you know what? I got faith. And that's one thing I never waver is my faith and, and, and my belief in myself, God, my mother, and heaven looking down on me. I said, you know what? I'm gonna step up and make a move and God gonna take care of us. And that's just the honest truth. 
And mm -hmm. I said, I'm going to get a ring. I didn't have a lot of money, but I got a really, really nice ring. And I said, you know what? I'm going to make this happen. And that's the truth. I said, I love her. She loves mm -hmm. me. It's real. We'll make it work no matter what. I don't care what people are going to say. They're probably, why are you marrying this bro? You know? <laughs> I said, whatever. We're going we gonna to make this work. Christmas rolled around. You know, what happened? The song? Me, me at the altar. I think I cued the song up with Jagged Edge, boy. Mm-hmm. Tommy, <laughs> I cued the song up. We were at my mom's house. We were at her mom's house. I did it in front of everybody. Yes, you did. And, um... I was, it wasn't, I didn't expect it. I did. I caught everybody off guard. And the ring was nice, too. I, I, I saved all my commercial money. Yeah, you did a good job. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> she said... What'd you say, man? You said yes, but how did it go down? It was just really simple. You had. Um, but you were crying. Oh, gosh. The family yeah. was there. He had, and they were scared he had, looking like. He had cued the music. <laughs> no. Oh, who? You had Taylor cue the music. You had some. You had my. I had one of your brothers. Or Taj. incorporated yep, the my family. brothers in the whole thing. And of then course, you I had, asked everybody. For and then permission. you had, uh, you had a, a card for me. Do you remember that? I had a card. Yep. Mm -hmm. And it, I, th I think it said, Will you marry me? It was just simple. And then you got down on one knee, down and you, you know, opened up the box with a ring in it, and then you put it on my finger, and then you asked me to marry you, and I just cried and I cried and I cried. Yeah. It was and that's how it amazing happened. It was and we're still together. Yes, it was a really, really special moment. Yeah. Um, and then we ended up getting married a year after that. Yep, 2008. And then we've been married for six almost years, seven, yeah, almost seven years now. We lived together for three years, years. three years before we got married. I know some people are a little, cause you know, I grew up in the church and you know, my mom wasn't too fond about that. But I think everybody has their own way of doing things. People used to always say to you. told me how to clean. I was nasty. Like, he's a hoarder. You would open up closet, no, everything disgusting. would fall out. Bam! Dis all on no. the drawers everywhere. Like, disgusting. Yeah, I was Quarter. nasty. So she, that was helpful because oh my god, to, you know. But, uh, yeah, that was real helpful. But, uh, people were like, you were so happy during your wedding. You were so, it was that like was you were one, giggling. That was probably one of the best days of my life. It was. You were giggling walking down that aisle. And I think because, you know, we had been together for a long time. We had lived together for, you know, three years. You know, I know him. It's not like I had no fear, you know? And so it was literally a party for us. It was literally a celebration for us. You know, and I, I found that it was, you know, it's Man, that Kenny Lattimore, when he sung that song Yeah, too. he, Kenny Lattimore. Um, Wasn't it for you? For you. Uh, okay. It was, I was, I was bawling. Yeah, it was that was just, good. That it was, was good. so amazing, was so beautiful. Um, yeah. Corey, do you want to share with him what you told me about the whole marriage thing and like if things have changed or not? Like one thing that I loved, what Corey would say. They refresh my memory because my well, brain you know, right people now. are like, some people are like, why are you gonna go ahead and get married? Like you guys were together, you know, for six or seven years. You, you, you're just gonna, it's just gonna be so much added pressure. Corey was like, there is no pressure. You put the pressure on yourself. Like you really do. Nothing changed. I mean, when we first started dating, for me, I know that commitment level was already there because I wasn't playing around with dating. Mm -hmm. It was all about courting and this is whoever I'm 
date, this is the person that, you know, I'm going to see myself being with for the rest of my life. So with me already having that mentality, it wasn't like that pressure was, was there. And then if anything, it's like, it's a built in, I see Corey as my partner in crime. You know, it's like, I'm not doing this alone. And she has been with me every step of the way, like through the ups and downs, the bad, the ugly, she know, ins and outs, mm -hmm. everything. You know, she knows it all. So it's like, I'd rather share that with somebody, you know, for the rest of my life than someone who don't know you. And then when everything, just say if everything is great, you don't know if it's genuine. You don't know. You don't know if it's real. You know, at least I know Tia got my back, you know, to the grave. So I mm -hmm. know she's with me and she knows I'm with her. Mm -hmm. And that's just, you know, everything's not perfect. You know, marriage is work. And that's... Marriage is work. I mean, is. I'm not here. Go ahead. Sorry. I'm not going to be here like, you know, everything is wrong. Mm -hmm. You have to work hard, you know, to stay married, you know, and stay together. You know what I'm saying? I think for me is, and I think this is what helps make a marriage successful, is having a realistic perspective on your marriage. When you're in a relationship, you have two different people. We're still, you know, you could have the same goals, the same faith, right. the same way you do things. But still, he's grown up in a household. I've grown up in a household and you have different ways That's of right. living and different ways of tackling tasks and life. Yeah. So when you have a realistic perspective that you have two different ways of doing things, but you have to work at coming together. I think that's what's helpful because you're not automatically assuming that everything is going to be perfect. And you're supposed to understand mm -hmm. the way I live or the way I do know. Because the way Tia was raised and the way I was raised, it was similar, but it was totally different. He grew up with a single I mom. I grew up with a single mom who raised me, you know, who was mom and dad, you mm -hmm. know, until, until I was 18. And then I raised myself until now. You know, so that's all I knew and that's all I know. I've been alone. It was difficult a little because, you know, she had a certain structure, you know. My parents holidays were in the military. Yeah, they have a different order. So they always have, you know, Thanksgiving dinner, Corey's Christmas dinner. Corey's the biggest dinner. procrastinator. Um, oh my God. Um, yeah, I am. Tommy know that. But, um, but no, they have just structure. I didn't grow up with that structure. You know what I'm saying? Like, with our father figure in the house. So it's kind of like... But being around Tia, we brought it together and she's she's helped me grow as a man or just looking how to pay bills on time or be more organized. And or he's helped me to relax a little, you know, not be so. But I've also taught Tia how to dream and have no fear and take risks yes. in life. And that's what has gotten me to this point. Mm -hmm. I'm not afraid of nothing, mm -hmm. you know, it's like and I learned a lot from her and we bring it together and we make our family work. There's no judgment. Yeah, there ain't no judgment. There's no judgment and patience is a virtue, definitely, in a marriage. Yeah, she's had a lot of patience with me. Hi, everyone. I know you're enjoying hearing from this couple, but I had to take a minute to answer a question we always get asked. Where can I watch the Black Love docuseries? Where can I watch Black Love shows like Couch Conversations, Doula Dads, Male Versus Man, Moms With Coffee? Well, Tommy and I created a solution. The Black Love Plus app is available to download now for free, thanks to our friends at Target. And it includes all your favorite Black Love content, including some of our live events that you might have missed, filmed for you and available now on Black Love Plus. 
You can download it wherever you get your apps, Apple TV, Roku, your Android, your iPhone. Just do it today. Download the Black Love Plus app. You know what? I think this is important. And this is what I was going to tell you. But when we were dating, um, there was a period of time when Corey and I, we broke up for like maybe a month or two. I wouldn't go on there, but go ahead. But it's important to know that I think, and some people tell me I broke up with my boyfriend and I was like, you know what? It's okay. You need to see what it's like without that person after you guys have been connected and have fallen in love. Because it really actually makes you realize how much in love you really are with that person. When you're separate from that person, you're like, oh my God, like, I can't, I can deal with, everybody has baggage. It's just what kind of baggage can you deal with? Everybody has something in their trunk. They they do. But it's like when you separate from that person, you're like, my God, like, I really, really love this person. I know that this person has some baggage. I know that this person's not perfect, but I'm in love with this person. And sometimes it's good for you to separate yourself to realize that. So when struggles come up or when blocks in the road come up, you go back to that place. And it's like, I I didn't like how I felt when I was away from him. I didn't like how I felt when I was separate from him. Well, so we're going to work. Parting up a storm. I couldn't tell at the time, but. um. So you were, he's just kidding. So we're going to, we're going to work through this. So that's that. Something that really struck me about our conversation with T and Corey was not just their playfulness, which Tommy and I certainly knew independently since we were friends with them, but it was their commitment to each other. At this point, the two of them had been together for 15 years. And as Corey says, they were each other's number one fans. And you can tell. So as we move into the second half of the interview, take note of their peaks and valleys and how they got through them. I don't think my career had to take on a back burner because no. you answer first. Can you shake your hand like you got something no, to say? No, I don't think that the relationship has suffered because of it. But if we didn't pay attention, it could. So it's very easy for that to happen. But Corey and I, we have a rule where, you know, because I do. Which, you, I mean, go ahead. We do have a rule, but. When you're overseas, you know, being in Morocco a few months or going to Hungary for four months, I can't come home every three weeks. That was the That's rule. That's the rule. That was the rule. Yeah. But what happened was the rule had to change when you're 14 hours away, you know? But when it's he stateside, stayed, it's, we always see each other every two yeah. to three weeks. He'll come out and visit. I'll come out and visit. But mm -hmm. the longest when he was in Morocco, Budapest, is a month. That's the longest. But it was longer. Really? Longer, baby, yeah. Like how many? No, it definitely wasn't two months. It was longer. Well, I came home once and then you guys yeah, came at the so, end. Yeah, so I think it was like maybe the most five weeks, but... Either way, it was hard. Trust me, I, I know. It was tough. <laughs> it was hard. And I, hard. I heard about it. Trust me, the distance yeah. and the time, you know, you go through, you know, a lot of, you know, Skypes and just, you know, lonely nights. I, I'm going to be totally honest. When, when you say like, like careers evolving, I don't, I don't think so. I just think I'm working. Like I never really think I'm doing anything, to be honest. Like I don't think I'm getting ahead. I don't think that you know. It's just like I think so. Like I think so low of myself far as in that world, but I don't think low of myself far as the confidence and 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 far as working. 
So I never, I never put myself in that space to say my career is going somewhere, you know? So I never really know where it's going. Yeah, but I think she's saying like in regards to the more, the more your career starts to evolve, the more you start to work. The more you're gone out of the house, the more you're focusing on your career and you're away from your significant mm -hmm. other. How does that affect the relationship? And I think for us, I miss my family. I, I think time. the key is you have to create a foundation. And you have to create, I'm not saying rules, because we're not, that's what I meant by we don't put a lot of pressure on our marriage. When you start to just do all of these rules, it just, you put too much pressure on it. You're like, oh God, you know, and sometimes when you make rules, it's like, oh, I don't want to break it. You know what I mean? So we just talk about what would make us comfortable, what would, you know, uh, make us happy. And we communicate that. So I think the key is to First of all, have a foundation within your, you know, your relationship. And what I mean by foundation is trust, time, mm -hmm. um, understanding each other, knowing each other. Um, and I think that's what helped with us because we share the same business. So I understand that he has to be away for, for four months, for four months. Maybe some other person wouldn't necessarily understand it because they don't live that. So I think that's what I meant by having some type of foundation or understanding of what the other person is doing and then talk about it. What would be beneficial for you? What would be beneficial for me? You know, um, making sure you talk to that person two or three times out of the day, making sure you Skype that person. Um, but again, it, it it is hard. It's not easy. Uh -huh. And I'm not going to say that it is easy. But like, say he came home from shooting seven months out of the year. So what Corey and I will do is we'll take a trip to New York with just him and myself. And that was nice. It's like you rekindle things, you know what I mean? And it's nice dinner. Yeah, you know. like it was it was really nice. So you you put in that extra time. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that's what what helps, right? Yeah, has nice love making. Corey, my God. <laughs> so embarrassing. That was embarrassing. Well, you're going to get the truth. Everything revolves around our son now. Everything, his schedule, his his school, his playtime, his his life, and that's the most important thing to both of us is our son. So it's just like the career has to come secondary, but at the same time, the career is what helps provide to make his life better. But how so, did that affect our relationship when uh, we well, had free? How did it affect our relationship? Mm -hmm. Like the no. dynamic. It was, you know, it was about Cree, you know, get out of the room or something, you know. But the boob was for Cree, not for Corey anymore. <laughs> yeah. He was like drinking my milk. Chef, but that's okay. I'm that's like, really, chef. Corey, this milk is for Cree. I would, not I would for have you. her pump like, the milk and like kill and, like two swigs, like, like really? real fast. Like, and it was so good. Like I would put it on my face and everything. Milk. I'm like, so what good. are you doing? It was good, though. He's in the middle and it's just like, I'm on the edge. Here go the edge. And I'm on the edge right here, the knees out the edge. But you can't get mad because he's in the middle just laid out like this. And um, yeah. What I say yeah. is we just, a lot of people are like, did that like, you know, yeah. interfere with your sex life? And I'm like, no, if anything, Corey and I, we just started to try different places. Like, you know what I mean? You don't just have don't be lying, baby. Sex in the bed. No, that's not true. Not in the bed with the baby. That don't sound right. No, that's not oh, what I'm saying. Oh, I thought saying. you said I'm This one right here. Other places. Oh, okay. Yeah. You got to get it where you can get it. You know? Exactly. But yeah. it was hard. And I all and, and because of that, I will tell people this. Don't ever think that a baby is going to just bring you closer. 
It brings you closer for a minute, but then reality mm -hmm. hits. And, and I remember we would have more arguments when, you know, Cree came because you're tired, you're exhausted. Mm -hmm. But again, when you have that foundation and when you know that you really love that person and that person really loves you, you don't question it. It's you like your go, turn. I remember. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Now it's coming to me. See, now it's coming to me. It's like this. You know how to, you know, your, your child wakes up in the other room and you take turns on getting up. I remember one time, like oh, yeah. three nights in a row, Tia would over there like she just sleep. And I'm looking at her like, it's your turn. She wouldn't even get up. And I would have to stump out the bed. Well, no, there were times when I would, would be play breastfeeding like she was Cree, out. and he would be knocked out, and I would be giving him the, the evil eye. I'd be like, mm-hmm, yeah. But I'm like, it's your turn I'm to get up. I'm exhausted and tired, you're just over there. I'll throw the cover and stir him out the bed. <laughs> you know it was your turn, and she over there acting like she just knocked out. Like, But, you know, those are the things. Right. But I will say this. <laughs> what helped was not assuming what the other person should do. Because sometimes, you know, a guy will just assume yeah. that, oh, well, that's a woman's job. But I think what's so beneficial and helpful we in our together. family is we don't have gender roles in our marriage. We don't. If I am working or I'm like not available. Like when had to go to New York or go out of town, I keep my son. It was you know? crazy. It was looked like a tornado in yeah, the house. Yeah, it did. It did. My son was walking around naked all day. But, Couldn't even put a pamper on him. he was walking around butt but, naked. But he was eating. He was. We were eating spaghetti. We had fun. We was wrestling and playing. Tia come back and we just sitting there. She walk in and he naked. It was with sauce on his face. But just with that, shoes. But that's how my I, son just had on a pair yeah. of shoes. Well, listen, that's how I know how to take care of my son. It got done, and it was great. But we don't have gender roles. So yeah. my my point is, I think what really helped us in that state. Now it's hard. Don't get me wrong. Was you know Corey would wake up in the middle of the night. And I would pump and put breast milk in a bottle and he would feed him. Yeah, we did it together. We did it together. Yeah. So, but I think a conversation needs to be had. Yeah. Instead of you automatically assuming, well, this is what you do and this is what you do, you communicate and you say, I would like you to do this. Or what I'm doing now is I'll do like little heart-shaped notepads and I'll place them in our room. On the TV. On the TV and I'll say. You better hug me tonight. <laughs> I'll say. I like to be held, that makes me happy. Or I like to be understood. You know, so just putting little communic, you know, things like that throughout the house, just reminding, yeah, you know, communication. Communication so it is key. Yeah, it communication. is. Tia's supportive of me. She showed, she puts up with me because <laughs> I'm a little crazy. But I mean, it's, it's like, it's a good crazy, but it's just me. She understands me, but she supports me. And she's How do I support you? Everything, just everything. If I need to talk to her, she's there, you know, for great advice. I mean, she's there to comfort me. I mean, she cooks pretty good. She does everything. She's Aww. like the super mom. Oh, thanks. And then Harry. she's my number one fan. I am. She be boy, she's on me, and you know, boy, y'all need to hear some of them conversations we have around here. But no, it's um. Yeah, everything is it's genuine. It comes from a real place, and I know that. And that's always great feeling to have when someone's really in your corner. So I love her to death. I love you too. To death. Yeah, even though she get on my damn nerves. You get on my damn nerves. <laughs> but mean, that's a part of a relationship, you know? <laughs> I think we're very realistic. I think that's what's really cool about our relationship. I think that's what's really helped us be together for 15 years. We're realistic. Yeah 
that relationships are going to be like this. There are times when I'm like, wow, like last year was pretty tough, but this year, it's good that we st stuck, you know, to it, or we continued to be there for one another, or mm -hmm. had patience with one another, and worked out whatever issues or difficulties that we were having, because that next year is like a completely different year and an even better year. Yeah. You know, every year seems to get better. It does. Like it as a really family does. first, as growth, development, careers, everything gets better. And I yeah. fall more and more and more in love with him. I really do. But it's not that gushy, gushy, you know, like mm. ugh, the fake, I don't know, you know, some of these romantic well, comedies. You see they're it. so fake. And it's the more of like, man, you really are my best friend. And I like, think time has been like, the, the result of that is we've been together a while. So mm -hmm. it has to, it can't be that fake. Cause a lot of people get together, you see them, they in love and tattoos and they, it's over in a year, two, three, it's done. But we still in it. So He's like you, a part of my body. You know what I mean? It's like, I, I can't even, I can't even visualize mm -hmm. myself without Tori. Yeah, she tried to put me out many times. Oh yeah. That's another conversation. Oh uh, yes. Off record. No, I'm <laughs> How do we get through our rocky roads or our complications? How do you think we get through them? We get through them because we love each other and we know we want to be with each other. So we make it like, even though you, you have fights or little spats here or there, you know love's going to conquer all. And it's real and we, we know it. Hi, Cree. So we work it out. He's obsessed Come here, baby. with garbage. Hey, Cree, you're about to be on camera. Come here, man. Here, let's take this off. Yeah. Come here, son. Yeah. Tell them how old you are. Tell them how old you are. Huh? How old are you? Look at telling the camera. How old are you? Ding. What did daddy what, what, teach what? you if somebody pushed you? What did daddy teach you if somebody I love bunt wounds? <laughs> He's gonna punch. This is what I have to deal with. <laughs> okay, son. <laughs> See now he's being a garbage truck. So yeah, now he's he plays going, a garbage truck all the time. Like the advice that I would give wait, to wait, a couple who's about to get married. Wait, no. Watch out. Oh gosh, what advice would you give them? I have advice in regards to the wedding ceremony itself, but to give a couple I think the advice that I would give couples who are about to get married married is just really have realistic expectations about your relationship. That nothing is gonna be nothing is gonna be perfect. Nothing. There's a lot of ups and downs. A lot of communication and just talk it through. Just don't say, I'm leaving. You gotta talk it out, you know. I believe you should talk out everything, you know, and um, work through it. If you really love each other and it's it's real, work through it. It's nothing can be um, not um, corrected. I think you know? forgiveness is the key. Knowing that, this is what I mean by being realistic and about your expectations that there are going to be times when you are gonna hurt the other, whether it's just something you said, something you did, because we are not perfect people. There is gonna be a time where your husband is gonna lash out at you. There is gonna be a time when you're gonna lash out at your husband. But if you have the mentality of forgiving, then all of that will not be a big issue. In your in your relationship so I think realistic expectations forgiveness is the key 
go, go into a marriage knowing that, you know, you're going to have to forgive at times. If he didn't put that towel or whatever where you wanted him to, if he didn't do this or if I didn't do, it's going to happen. If you're in it for the long run, no it's going to happen. Yeah. That's just the reality of the situation. Of and then patience. patience. We are constantly growing as individuals. Every five to ten years, we change. Mm -hmm. He's not the same person that he was mentally. He grows. And I grow too. We have different wants, different needs. You know, it, it happens. But the coolest thing is... But you got to talk about those wants and needs and don't catch nobody off guard like a surprise. Mm -hmm. You know, you got to talk about them you along the communicate. way. Yeah. You know? And then as long as, yeah. you know, and we, we have grown together, mm -hmm. you know, but I think what helps with that is communication. So I would say realistic expectations, communication, patience, and forgiveness. I think as long as you focus on those things and if that love is really there. It's great love making. Yes. That solves everything. It does. When all else fails, <laughs> drop your drop. No. <laughs> Shut up, Corey, my Lord Jesus Christ.